Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. Hope you're having a good day, good morning, good evening, whatever you might be having. I'm also curious how many people listen like on release day versus if they save it for later. I never let podcast like the podcast that I listen to, I listen on that day. Yeah, I feel like that's the case for like most like loyal listeners. And then people that are like just discovering the podcast, they're the ones that kind of like yeah, are listening filter. to old episodes and whatnot. We're we're questioning your loyalty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean for it to come off that way, but yeah. We are questioning your loyalty. Um, you drank this week, Julia? I did not, Blazik. Did you <laughs> drink this week? <laughs> I did not, but the reason that we're asking that, um, did want to talk about something. So Julia knows this, I'm not dropping, dropping a bomb on her, but before we recorded the last episode with Will, a few days before that I did drink. Um, so didn't really want to bring it up on a a guest episode, but did want to bring it up here. Yeah. So I'll just like talk about it a little bit, I guess. And then we can, we can go back and forth. So Definitely coming with some guilt and some shame and some embarrassment. Like there's no doubt about that. I would say there's already a lot of that that comes with like, a. I don't want to use the word relapse. I don't really like that word, but like with the slip up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like for me as like a podcast host and a, a creator in the sobriety world, there's definitely like a, a different pressure that I feel where I feel like I'm giving maybe other people permission to do that if I admit to it or or even just like egotistically thinking people will look at me different like there's definitely that there's just like a lot of additional added pressure I guess I feel Mm -hmm. on like do I tell do I not tell do I like I'm still pursuing the sobriety journey do I do I need to say something like uh, but it just like doesn't align with like, I don't want to be living a secret life either, you know? So that's like what addiction does. It makes you lie. It makes you hide things. It does all of that stuff. Um, So like, I guess I just want to preface all of that with saying like, I don't know. I guess I, I just want to tell you exactly what I'm feeling. So I'm feeling embarrassment. I'm feeling shame. I'm feeling guilt, but I don't, I don't want to ever have to like hide my sobriety date either and, mm-hmm. and be like lying about that. So yeah, I I drank. Um, it wasn't a lot. It was it was two glasses of wine. Um, but it I think the like wine with you, Blazing. It's the wine. It's always the wine. Um, I think it definitely like proved to me that I'm a addict, and it's not like it. I I told you this, Julia. It was like the month. It was just a month of the demons fucking crawling and like my physical nervous system firing and just begging me to drink like the nervous system oh my god like I would just describe it as like buzzing just constantly buzzing 
And even when I drank, like I had the thought the next morning at like nine in the morning, like we should go get alcohol. It's just like the way that my relationship is with alcohol is like, there's something in my body that just begs me at all times to drink. And Mm -hmm. I think like I can admit to that. I almost kind of left the door open. Like it wasn't that I wasn't like, I've obviously been pursuing sobriety, but I think like, I don't know if you remember that the the time when you're like, that's fucking it. Like, that's it. Like I'm closing the door. Um, I think you have to literally be a hundred percent. You can't even be 99.9%. You have to, you have to be a hundred percent. And what I realize for me, what that means is like a minimum of like two hours a day dedicated to sobriety work. Like it almost has to be that for me. Um, because like, I just have the thoughts nonstop and hasn't like, yeah, hasn't really, I say hasn't been an issue because I haven't drank, but it's, I haven't been like doing that. So I've been doing that the past, um, you know, couple of weeks, like past week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm feeling like, I definitely feel like I would be very, very shocked if it happened. Like that's where my mind is now. I don't want to say that. You know what I mean? I'm hesitant to even say that, but I feel very invested right now. I feel different. Um, I just have been spending a couple hours in sobriety work per day. And what does that look like? Yeah, just like reaching out to a lot of people, um, like reading sobriety stuff, listening to sobriety podcasts, re-listening to sobriety podcasts, Mm -hmm. Um, just like kind of it's funny, right? Because it's like, oh, sobriety, your whole podcast or your whole personality. I'm like, no. But if I want to be sober, maybe yes. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> think that um, in the beginning, it's okay to go through a season where it does sort of take over most aspects of your life. And that's you right? just building that foundation, that the exact foundation that you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So um you know, I'll spare details on like maybe why I'm more anxious or like none of that really matters. Like we're all anxious. We're all stressed. Like it's just, I guess my takeaway here. And like, to be honest with you, like I was bummed about it, but I'm not like, like, you know, we're eight days out or whatever. I'm not like, I'm not like Like dwelling on it, dwelling on it. Yeah. Like I'm, it is what it is. Like I moved on. Um, yeah, but I feel like really good. It, it, we always talk about data points and fuck, man, I guess I'm a slow learner, but it's like, you got to get the data points, um, to like really make that decision to where you're like, yeah, it's, it, it can't be something that's part of my life. And I was just even flirting with it. Right. Like I know when a lot of people quote unquote relapse, it's like benders and mm-hmm. drinking a lot and I didn't do that, but it's just such a, a which I don't feel like I, you were that big of a binge drinker to begin with, right? No, no, yeah. um, definitely like that was more my thing. Not <laughs> that was more that was you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I definitely had the inappropriate drinking times, mm-hmm. and I had that. Th- I've had that thought a lot the past month, like. Oh, work call. Like, what if I drank before it? Like, definitely having those thoughts. Mm. Didn't, but the thoughts were there. 
Yeah. Um, and when you have those thoughts, it's just kind of a scary thing. So yeah, we can, we can kind of talk about it if you want. We don't have to talk about it, but no. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, this just goes to show that everyone's situation is just so extremely different and you've been, you know, you've had your, your seasons of like, what was the longest that you went without drinking? Do you remember what the day was? Yeah. 286. So. 286. Okay. So like you fully know that that's something that you're capable of. Do you know what I mean? Cause you've, you've done it once before. Um, For sure. So I feel like that's not really the problem of like, I can't, you're thinking to yourself, like, I can't do this cause you can, cause you've done it before, but everyone's journey is just going to look really different from the next person. And I think about that all the time when I'm with the sober community in Chicago and I'll be with a room full of women and we're all sober. We have that in common, but our stories could not be more <laughs> like all over the place, all over the map of how we've gotten to be in this coffee shop together in this moment, making the decision to come to this, this coffee meetup with sober women. Um, yeah. Our backstories are just so wide. Like the, the spectrum of where we're coming from is just so wide and you know, there is people out there like, like me, and I don't mean to say this in like a righteous way, but you know, when I had my 30 day break, went back to drinking, but then ultimately made the decision of this is indefinite. Like that was pretty, um, painless for me. It was, it was like, I just had that moment on October 31st of 2021 where I woke up and I was just like, oh, this is my life now. <laughs> I don't drink yeah. anymore. Alcohol is not part of my life. I, I have no idea how that happened. It just is like, it just is what happened that that's what my, my story is. Um, and I wanted to bring up another point when you were talking about that buzzing, that like nervous system response and how you even mentioned, like we all experience that at some point or another now that I think about it, that's what I'm feeling. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I've been having some pretty bad. I don't know if I have insomnia or if I'm like experiencing insomnia symptoms, but like since December, I would say, um, I've been having a really, really hard time with sleep. And I've been, that's why I'm late recording <laughs> this morning is because this weekend has just been awful sleep wise. And it's because I, I'm experiencing that buzzing feeling and like my body is just, I can't get it to calm down. But the thing is like, I'm at two, I'm to a point now where alcohol doesn't even cross my mind. Like in theory, yeah, I guess, like I think it would give me some type of like temporary relief from that feeling. I could maybe fall asleep a little bit faster. Um, but now I'm even wary on like, you know, I've been prescribed a sleeping pill and I'm like not even too hyped about taking that because right. I just want to do everything like holistically or as holistic as I can. Um, raw dogging. Yeah, just raw dog in reality. Um, so, yeah, it's like we just need to work on like getting you to a point where it's like that thought we we need to like interrupt the thought pattern of alcohol being 
the remedy because we both know yeah, it's I, really it's not but yeah i think that's just like unprogramming my mind because like for yeah. eight years every night like that's a lot of data mm -hmm. points <laughs> mm -hmm. that is a lot of data points um yeah and and to be like honest my life is going to get easier too i like everyone has hard like i don't i i I hope that when I say this stuff, like I'm not, it doesn't sound like I'm just like making excuses. I mean, technically that's what I'm doing. I don't want to minimize what you're going through though. Like not that we have to get into detail, but like you do have a lot going on right now. Yeah. And I, I just think like my life is going to get easier over the next six months. And I think okay. that that's going to help. And then like the time helps too. Right. So right. that was kind of like something when if you only have x amount of day like if you if you can look at your time and be like i only have this amount of days mm -hmm. it makes it tougher to make that decision of like oh my body's fucking going nuts but you know i'm uh, my body will not fucking relax and all at once yeah. is this and i only have this amount of days like fuck it we'll do it and um yeah like i i just need the days but i know also too i wasn't putting in hours of work a day either Right. And I'm kind of like realizing that's just how it's going to have to be for me. I obviously have some very, very strong tie to it. And yeah, like. I guess I kind of have something to confess to. Yeah. I already told you about this, but like when it comes to the whole not having a lot of days under your belt. I had gone a good amount of time. I have no idea how long it was, but there was a few weeks, if not months, where I was um, off the nicotine. But as of, I think it was the same, around the same time that you drank, I yeah. was in a social situation and I felt the need to pick up a posh, which is like a jewel, but disposable. Um, and I recently threw it away. So it is no longer in my life, but I could totally see that thought process of, well, I smoked the vape yesterday. So like, what's the point in not smoking it today? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's the hardest part. I've always kind of tried to help like give that advice to people, even if I'm not taking it myself is like, that's just the hardest part is you can't get in that, that thought loop because that's your brain doing its best work to try and convince you to drink. Like there's obviously something, if you have that addiction, mm -hmm. there's something in your brain that's going to do whatever it takes to, to get you to drink. And it's, it might be that thought. It might be whatever thought it might be like, fuck, we can't get to his brain. Let's get to his body. It's amazing yeah. how the, the, the addict, brain will do whatever it needs to do to try and get you to drink and that's why when we were talking on the phone when I told you you said something that just like stood out to me where it's like it's got to be preventative like preventative mm -hmm. maintenance I think is how you worded it and it's like yeah the meetings start to feel super fucking pointless on day yep. 200 day 250 they sometimes they're boring sometimes you just can't wait for them to end sometimes you're like I'm getting nothing out of this, but it's not even about that. No. It's about showing up and yep. dedicating that hour to sobriety. It's like, that's, it's maintenance. It's preventative maintenance. Like you said.
<laughs> that's so funny because that's a term that I picked up with my job with enterprise. Oh God. <laughs> but it's, but it's so true. It still holds true. I still, I believe in it because you're right. A lot of people will go months without alcohol. They feel like they're in a really good spot. And that's when they stop attending meetings. They stop journaling. They stop reminding themselves of their why they haven't read something about the negative side effects of alcohol in weeks and then the romanticizing comes in and that's a recipe for for disaster for failure because not only do you are you having these thoughts creep in you don't have that like armor that you used to have on you yeah. for, the fir- for the first three months when you're just like in your pink cloud phase super excited about sobriety you want to tell everyone about it right and it's like actually when you hit like that six and that nine month mark it might feel like you don't need it but I'm I'm gonna tell you right now like at least in my lived for my lived experience like I still did I still do I think the reason also that I might I don't know how much time I have under my belt now but I'm like or well I recently had my 500 days yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, having sobriety be a huge part of my personality is the thing that keeps me sober. And I know I have mm-hmm. people that depend on me. And I know I stay sober first and foremost for myself, but all those aspects, they're helping me keep strong mentally when it comes to that. And so I know what works for me. Um and if it's not, what's the phrase? Like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. That's like kind of yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I told you this on the phone too. Like one of my goals this spring is going to be creating a IRL sober community. Yeah. Um, like a real life sober community. Like I, I definitely have an online one, but there's something to like not seeing them, I guess, or not. Mm-hmm you know, in-person connection is so like vital in my opinion when it comes to sobriety. Like when I look back, I can see all the flaws, you know, like if I'm like, okay, I really want to do this. Let's look back at the game film. Let's dissect the game film. What did I do wrong here? Like Mm. I can see these holes. Um, so yeah, like I kind of know, I think what I need to do, um, yeah, I, I know what I need to do. And and it just feels different too. Like I, I, I told you that. I don't know why. It's just like an exhaustive cycle. And that's a good way to put it. That's kind of how I felt on October 31st, like my my sober date. I had this like, what's done is done. Like I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. I can't, I'm like, I'm annoyed with myself. And I'm just like, this is not... I don't know what the future holds, but I know that this ain't it. This is not what I want my my reality to be on an every week basis. It's just like this fucking sucks. Um, right. So I think that the, there's like a definition of insanity of like doing the same thing over again and thinking there's going to be a different result. That's right. like kind of my mentality of I don't even know what the future looks like. I just know that this thing that I keep trying um does not work this is not working for me something has to change (laughs) and so 
I decided like, first things first, alcohol, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's something weird that happened yesterday that I was like, this is so weird because it's like, not like I've been drinking, but I cried yesterday when I was like, I was, I was just thinking about something that happened and I cried and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't think I would have cried if I knew drinking was an option. Mm. Not that I would have drank, but if I knew it was an option, that's, that's weird. But I was like, that's just something that wouldn't have made me cry three weeks ago, even when I wasn't drinking. Right. But I almost kind of knew like, hey, I don't have that much time. Like I didn't like I'm 99.9, .9, but there's still 0.1. Um, I was even having these thoughts. This is how fucking crazy my brain goes about this shit. I was having thoughts about when I retire, like that would be a great time to start drinking again. Like I won't have anything I'll have to do. Like what the fuck is going on in my brain? Like why is that 40 years down the road, you're plotting all of that? It just shows though, like my mind. It You, you know your mind. You know your thought patterns. That's... Mm -hmm first step but then the second step is like interrupting them and maybe with you like needing to cry needing to let go in my opinion that could be you like intervening your like regular thought pattern of like okay usually it would be I'm in this uncomfortable emotion I'm having this uncomfortable experience I need to have some type of some type of outside source be as a remedy for that it's like or the remedy's already in me. I just need to let go. I just need to release whatever the negative thing is. And if that comes out in like a crying way or like I know some people like scream if they have to or like yeah. um, working out at the gym. State. Yeah, like working out at the gym to the point where you can't think about anything else besides like staying breathing. You know, there's certain right. ways that we can kind of like get out of that really negative space it's just those things take effort and that yeah. doesn't sound you know when you're already in like a depressive or anxious state putting in more work into yourself kind of sounds like the worst thing ever but in the long For run sure. I think it's what's most worth it and at least with my lived experience I know now that that's what works for me. There's certain things that do and don't work. And that that's what works for me. Yeah. Call my tears, Jason Mraz, because they're the remedy. <laughs> At least you still have your sense of humor about it. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Fucking like just be sad boy panda. For <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, I, I feel like really good. I I feel like I'm in a good spot. I feel like I'm doing the right things and I'm going to continue to do more of the right things. Again and you're like sending me sobriety and... content again that you see like all these little things. They're good signs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm honestly not worried about myself. Like if that gives anyone comfort, like there's, all, I will also say too, like there's this other guilt of like, and I've never said this and I've never implied it. I hope not that people might listen to this podcast for advice. And like, now I can't give them advice or I don't, I'm not worthy of giving them advice. And to that, I just want to say that was never my intention to like start a podcast to give advice. 
only to like share my story and mm-hmm. share my thoughts and and all of that because I I do feel a lot of pressure around that and there's no denying that but it's kind of what comes with the like when I listen to podcasts those moments where they they kind of talk about this or their struggles or whatever that's where I get the most value too so like if Totally. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. No, like no, I, no. You're, I'm just saying I feel, I feel like, am I worthy of this podcast? Like, I'll definitely say that I do have those thoughts. If I can zoom out, I, I understand. But for sure Blazik, like how many, how many <laughs> listeners do you think we have that like, I'm sure not everyone's sobriety journey looks like mine or sounds like mine. Right. And it's important that we're talking about things that not saying like my thing is perfect it wasn't but it's just like for it's not for everyone that everyone just made a decision in one you know a very short amount of time and they stuck to it that's not I think that that's probably less common than the latter you know what I mean we have to be different in every way that's we (laughs) have to (laughs) I did it for the fans yeah (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I mean I don't know. I think it's just important that that we do have those like such such different stories and yeah. It's good because now we don't just have one type of listener, you know, we can have right. all different avenues of sobriety, you know, coming to the podcast to listen because it'll probably resonate with more people. And one of the people I reached out to actually was like that's crazy you reached out to me because I didn't talk to her in like a year Mm. she's like that's crazy you reached out like I got off the wagon and was like I just got on 14 days ago or something like she just got back to sobriety and she was like I felt so much shame because I don't know if you feel this way but there's almost like a class of all of us that got sober at the same time like me Mm. you Elizabeth like Kelsey. yeah yeah there is there is a class of us that are all within like, like class six months of each other right and I I feel like a part of that class but I also feel like oh my days don't match because I'll, I'll see that you know and I was like damn like but it's good motivation too don't get me wrong but it's it's like a could have been me could have been me but that doesn't mean like I won't get there and it's not like uh it's not a and it's not like there's thing. like it's a like, graduation oh, that we need to make it to. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. is no end line. It's just just trying to better yourself, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. And and so, but what's interesting too is like some of the class has had setbacks. And mm-hmm. and it's just interesting to watch all of those stories. It's it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was something that I wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like this is also a good time just to bring up like. I've had it before where I've, you know, spoken to someone maybe like through TikTok comments or like Instagram DMs or something like that. And I hear from them. I hear from them. I hear from them. And then I stop. I stop hearing from them. And, you know that doesn't necessarily mean that that person went back to drinking or not, but I've had instances before where that's exactly what happened. You know, the person ends up going back to their old ways. My cat is biting me. Um, 
And I just hope that our listeners, my TikTok followers all know that when that happens, if that happens, I am still going to welcome you back to sober curiosity or sobriety with open arms. And I'm just wanted to like take a moment to say that because like yeah. basic with you, like I never want you to feel like you can't call me if like that type of situation happens. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I, I don't feel that way. I think more than anything, it's it's me versus me. Like no one's gonna be harder on me or feel, you know, it, like it's it's always gonna be me versus me. Um, like I want tough love and and soft love for my friends and and therapists and all of that but i yeah i i would never feel that from you by any means and yeah I've, i'm the same way i know that i've had those relationships too where they drop off and mm -hmm. that's tough too because it's like just because you're not going to be sober we might have developed a real friendship and right i feel like we can't even talk anymore so, yeah, I never want that to like be the case or like the vibe that I'm giving off. Like I always just want to be like, first of all, I just like want us to be homies. That's like the first and foremost thing yeah. um, for both like you and then like also the connections that I've made online. Um, and on top of that, if you are going through a point in time where you are returning back to drinking, it could possibly be because things are like not going that well in your life. And that's mm -hmm. like the last thing that you should be telling yourself of like well I can't reach out to her now because of this it's like yeah. no the whole reason why I started my whole thing was because I wanted to help people that were in you know not the best place mentally not the not the best place when it comes to their sobriety journey like that's the time yeah. you should be reaching out for help is if you're not doing great you know what I mean exactly yeah and I I'm the worst about that that's when I I isolate mm-hmm more than ever. I've had a, the last month I've spent ridiculous amounts of hours in bed. And I know that that's a, a, that's one of those signs where when I see that coming, I should be like, oh, this is trending the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I, if I wasn't on a work call, I would work from bed, like a lot, a lot of bedtime. Right. But I was just, yeah. I mean, once I start getting that isolation feeling, I got to know to start reaching out, start engaging, even if it's the last thing that I want to do. Or if it's like it the last thing is. that you think you need, it's like still, still working through that and being like, no, what did Julia say? Preventative maintenance, like having to put in the yeah. work, even when you don't want to or think that it's necessary, that actually is probably when you need it the most. Yep. Just like everything. When you... Thank you. Yeah, you could take that with so many things in life. Yeah. Like I always say, oh, my God, I don't want to take a cold shower. What a good reason to take a cold shower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited when I go to Austin. I'm thinking about doing like. Three weeks straight of meetings in a new city, I just feel like it'll be a fun shakeup and it's it's safer for me in my mind to go do new we talked about this go do new things in a new city because you'll like, be vacation music <laughs> yep exactly just go to like 
20 some meetings in 20 days and just get some real life social momentum, carry it back to KC. And I don't know, just shake it up. Yeah. I mean, if the, if what happened before didn't work, let's try something new. Let's try something different. Not saying it's going to work, but like we might as well give it a go. Right. Yep. 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 Well, I'm okay with it ending here. I, uh, I don't feel very centered today. I thought I did this morning, but I feel also I'm talking about a difficult topic. So I think that that's hard to stay centered when you're kind of admitting your wrongs and, mm -hmm. and all of that. So maybe that's why I feel a little, little, you, have scrambled. you ever listened to the podcast? We can do hard things with Glennon Doyle. I don't think so. Oof. I highly recommend. I highly recommend because they're all about like deep diving into the most uncomfortable, ugly, dark things of, of life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's, she's in recovery. She was, uh, she's an alcoholic and that's something she talks about sometimes. And then sometimes they don't. Um, but I really, really enjoy that podcast. It's very like inspirational and encouraging, you know, by the end of each episode. And I just like the name of it that we can do hard things because we can. We sure right. can. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. All right. Well, good chat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I won't be here next week because I'll be in California. But I will talk to you guys the week after that. Bet, bet, bet. All right. Peace, everybody. Bye.